0: been set free to pursue this next step because I'm telling you anybody who is on that verge of shedding the old and you're on that ledge and you're feeling the fear I'm going through something similar right now myself to just trust it that it is taking you exactly to where you need to go because you guys there is nothing out there to fear There isn't. It's literally, can we manage our what's in here, what's in here and what's in here, right? If we can handle those things and we're able to dream, we can manifest whatever it is that we got sent to earth to do. Welcome back in visionaries to the dream into being podcast where mind science, transformational psychology and magic. All merge into one. If you're ready to dream again and transcend the inertia of what you've known, then I invite you to join me, your host and envisioneer Cat Divine, in expanding the boundaries of your own fantasia by remembering that you are the master you've been waiting for. Welcome back in visionaries. Today's episode, we are going to take a really amazing deep dive behind the curtain. And it's something that is actually the intention of this show. So I'm just so grateful because I think this is the medicine that I need. This is the medicine that we all need right now. Any of us who are feeling called to be creators and step into our calling and our purpose requires a great deal of vulnerability. And we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to talk about how this is not a linear journey. This is an up and down roller coaster. And the goal is, is hopefully, this conversation will be one of many that you as the audience will get to find out what the reality really is of the creation experiment journey, aka entrepreneurship. So I'm so, so grateful that uh, my friend Emma is here today to share with all of us her story, where she's at in her journey. And I think you guys are going to get so much out of this. And I think in, if you've seen my other shows, uh, instead of reading people's bios, what I love to do is give you guys the spotlight and actually give you the opportunity to celebrate yourself and do a little mini brag session about how amazing and wonderful you are and through the lens of creation, because you really are a force to be reckoned with. And I want you to celebrate that. And so I'm going to hand it off to you if you want to just briefly introduce yourself and a little bit about your your backstory.
1: Hi yes I'm so excited to be here Kat you're amazing thank you so much for having me on I had no idea I was going to be tooting my own horn so (laughs) let's see who am I what am I doing where am I um hi I'm Emma Gabrielle um I have quite the background of, um, starting off in business, getting a business degree, and then moving through, um, the, you know, like you said, the ups and downs of just flowing with where my passions took me. And so I got a health coaching certification. I got a culinary diploma. Um, I kind of went all over the map, but the goal was always to follow my heart and what I really loved. Um, Mm -hmm. To heal myself on a healing journey and then to share what I've learned and inspire people to embark on following their dreams and doing the hard stuff that we have to do (laughs) in order to do that. Like, you know, deep diving into our own shadowy self and also, you know, being willing to put ourselves in hard situations and trust in the universe because it looks like the corporate path might be a little bit safer (laughs) at the time. And it's tempting to want to go back and kind of like just, you know, retreat, tail between your legs and um, accept that maybe I'm not cut out for this. And to keep going and even, you know, following your gut and your heart instead of letting the fear get in the way. So um, all through that journey, I've just been sharing what lights me up and helping other people to, you know, cook healthy food and, make beautiful content, see beautiful places and live an amazing life.
0: (laughs) Yes, I love it. And I'll just, so everybody knows how you and I know each other. uh, I mean, obviously it was just destiny, right? Soul sisters, but uh, I was, I've been working on another website and this was such a great, turning point for me where I got to that level of wanting to call in some help, like a virtual assistant. And I magically manifested Emma to help me. And I think we did that for gosh, like a year and a half, something like that. And I'm telling you guys, When you find somebody that is in your corner and is so consistent and such a great work ethic, like it's a game changer. So I know like both of us, you know, we're, we're parting ways with that particular website on great terms, but you know, things in life change. Like this is one of the ups and the downs. However, I know that we'll have many more adventures ahead because we're so connected on such similar veins of consciousness when it comes to women empowerment and spirituality and just the progression of our life purpose, especially through the entrepreneurship journey. And it's so fun, right? I, when you were talking about the corporate path, maybe feeling easier to people. What I'm realizing is I don't think it is easier. I think it's way harder because to fight the desire in us that we all naturally have to create and give birth to new ideas like that's easy in the sense of before that gets programmed out of us that's what we naturally want to do like as little kids so that kind of circles me to our first question is I believe that when we are about five or six years old That's actually when we are the clearest about the reason that we came to earth and that we're naturally playing. So that's a good question for anybody who's listening or watching is what were you doing effortlessly? What was bringing you so much joy at those at that time in your life? It's a really precious window to pay attention to. So that's my question to you is what was Emma doing at five years old? What was the thing that was bringing you to life?
1: Um... I loved to sing and dance. Like I think a lot of little girls do, but that was something my parents would put a river. We had a river dance I don't know if anybody's familiar with that but like the I think it's Celtic river dancing I mean yeah. anyway, they had a tape of that and so I would play they would play that every single day I just wanted to dance over and over to the you know VHS tape my <laughs> old school <laughs> um and so yeah I would I loved dancing um and just being really expressive through my voice and through my movement and then um I <laughs> this goes back to what we were talking about earlier I had a baby doll and I was obsessed with taking care of that baby doll. I would feed it. I treated it like it was my child. Um, it like I had diaper changes. She had, her name was Mary. Um, (laughs) yeah, she had, she ate every day. Like she had more clothes than I did. (laughs) I was very, very much into like taking care of this baby. And I had the baby doll for Uh, many many years like that it became something that I like still had even though I stopped taking it to like restaurants and and whatnot with me Uh because uh you know my parents were embarrassed and they were kept trying to get me to like get rid of this doll and I just wanted to be I wanted to dress this baby up and pretend I was a mom oh my gosh and so that
0: yeah (laughs) that's amazing and we're going to come back to that because what we were talking about before we started recording is I'll let you speak to this, but the value of stepping back and slowing down, you know, so, much, so many of us are just programmed to be in this hustle, forward momentum, go, 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 instead of actually stepping back for a minute and being like, why? Like, what, where am I trying to go here? And until we actually can create a vision and like, what is our point B? What is the thing that we're, that is moving us towards that? So we were talking a little bit about that before we started recording about what that vision looks like. And then we even got to kind of reverse engineer what would be the most ideal way for you to marry all of these different desires together. And, you know, obviously our plans are just plans, but they also serve as our North Star and they can significantly change our life in as far as how we make our decisions and how we choose to move forward. So I would love for you to take the audience on like a little adventure of fast forwarding from those years to when did you start realizing that you were an entrepreneur? Because I don't know, I think everybody could possibly make it happen. But I don't know if everybody has the seed of desire, right? And some of us just have it burning and there's nothing, (laughs) no other option that would ever satisfy. So what was that seed for you? And when did you recognize it?
1: Well, my parents were entrepreneurs. So they owned a business. They were, uh, my mom was, and my dad both had career paths that they um, ended up Branching away from and starting their own business when I was about, I want to say seven or eight years old. And so I was able to watch my parents create a career where they were able to have the freedom where we would go away for like an entire month of the year year, um, to travel around the U.S. And it was a lot of work for my parents to make that happen, but they were very intentional about their desire to create a business that didn't require them to be in you know actively working this business 24/7 where they could um they did it for religious purposes where they wanted to be able to you know spend more of their time for god than they did you know in a business mm-hmm. and to be financially secure at the same time so i kind of got a um a sample and like a an an example set for me early on as to the fact that you can be an entrepreneur and you can create, you know, a lot of people in my parents' lives were also entrepreneurs and they were married to their, you know, their business. They were, if they didn't work, the business did not function. And so, you know, it really was helpful to see those polarizing, you know, viewpoints of how to run a business. It doesn't have to be you grinding 24 seven to make something happen, And it can still thrive. And of course, it comes with its own set of challenges, having employees and whatnot. Um, But I think because I got that example so early on, um, I, you know, I really had this path where I got to once I got into the corporate world (laughs) and I got to feel the difference from what I experienced as a kid to what that was like. Um, I just always kind of craved that freedom that they had. And I think you're right. I don't think everyone is destined or wants to or has a desire to be an entrepreneur. I think that there are a lot of people whose heart and soul lies in being the support system Mm -hmm. for the entrepreneur. And that's, that's their passion and their purpose. And that's what lights them up. And so maybe it's not for everyone, but I definitely know that, you know, the freedom and the, uh, you know, creativity and the passion that comes with being an entrepreneur for me is something that, despite all of the difficulties in you know this path, that, um, it, it kind of it does, at least for me makes me question every now and then like maybe I should just go back to a nine to five. It's so mm-hmm. much for me. It's easier. I don't have to think. I block it, you know, I, I log in, I log out. I know I have a consistent paycheck every single week. I know when it's coming, I know what to expect. I can budget, I can do all the things like, and it's simpler for me. It's a lot easier. I loved, you know, I'm like, Oh, I love the, you know, it's just very, the the stability of it. Right. Of course, that's what, you know, we talk about as far as Corporate careers is very stable until you get hired, obviously. Nothing is a guarantee, but there's yeah. a lot more stability yeah. than what I'm doing out here. <laughs>
0: right. I <laughs> know. Like, whoa. <laughs> and you had actually sent me a text that I want to make sure I remember it correctly, that I thought, oh, man, this is brilliant. Something along the lines of security making us feel safe or the illusion of security and what you're starting to recognize is that that is actually an attachment, and that we're it's keeping us stuck. And I was like, oh man, I'm definitely working through that myself of getting really used to having material things, and I'm I feel attached to that. So there is definitely that fear of loss around that. And I think that you're the perfect spokesperson for let's like bring this to the light, right? Because even until you sent me that text message, I didn't even recognize in myself that I was having that battle going on. And it was it was a seed that you planted. It was a couple of weeks ago that actually started getting me to question where I was getting stuck and what were the attachments behind it. So I'm curious if you've had any revelations since then and kind of what your experience is or has been with that balance of attachment to security and realizing that it's just an illusion
1: i had said um i think the idea of our soul loving all the experiences regardless of whether the ego thinks it's good or bad has helped me shift perspectives on everything and looking at everything as like does this 3d thing ultimately matter well maybe it matters less than i thought it did maybe i can let the universe take charge and lead me to where i want to go because my attachment to these physical things has kept me stuck rather than safe and so yeah i think that i i think the idea of um these physical materialistic uh or not material but like material things um being a safety net and we feel like we have when we buy a house and we have a car and we have these things, we feel very attached to these things. They feel like a safety net. And sometimes they can be a cage, um, preventing us from really being able to go where the universe wants to lead us. And then we lose these things mm-hmm. sometimes, not always, and this is not everyone's path. But when we lose these things or they become in jeopardy and we're afraid that we're the, the worst part is when we're afraid we're going to lose these things and we're worried about it and we're like constantly like in in anxiety and fear over what's going to happen next. What am I going to do if I can't pay the mortgage or the rent or whatever? What am I going to do if I can't pay my car payment and they take it away like and we, we become, like you said, like constricted and kind of like jumbled balls of energy where we're like gripping so tightly onto these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, the universe is saying, I'm trying to free you. And you need to be free because these things are actually holding you back. I'm trying to put you on this path of freedom. And you're just like, you're holding on so tightly. You're staying stagnant and stuck. And I definitely feel like the more that I kind of play around with that, the the more I think, you know, I have my foundation of, and, you know, my, my boundaries, Mm -hmm. um, my soul boundaries, I feel where, you know, there are certain things that I don't feel are, In alignment with what the universe would do as far as like, I don't ever see myself having to live out of my car when I really kind of like have my conference calls with spirit and I get so afraid and like, Oh my God, what if I have to live in my car? What if I, and it's like, that's, that's not a part of your journey, but losing a place you know or potentially you know be having to be forced to leave the place that you're living because you can't afford to pay for it that could be a part of the journey and it could be a matter of couch surfing for a little while and you right. can either have a great time and you can ask the universe where am I going to go what am I going to do how can I make the best of this like think of all of the freedom of being able to be mobile and go wherever right. Um. it's really about your mindset And I'm really working on that so much. And I found that I'm so much lighter energetically right now, um, despite all of the unknowns um, and all of the things that I'm really like working through and the fact that I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen next, Mm -hmm. but I feel internally like a weight has been lifted because I don't have to be afraid of losing anything because it's not a loss if it was not meant to be in the first place it's actually a win because now I'm free to move on to the the next better thing. Cause there's always a better thing. Exactly. It, the universe never takes away and then ends up leaving you like in where you're like, I don't know what, you know, sometimes we make choices and we end up like in places <laughs> where they aren't, we aren't in the greatest spot. But when the universe sweeps in and does like a full sweep, it's never to replace it with stuff that sucks and that you hate. <laughs>
0: like- That's such a great point, man. Yes. And I think this is so perfect because like I shared with you before, I am connecting with so many entrepreneurs that are going through this Whatever this is, it's like a shedding, right? It's like the shedding of anything that's still dormant that has been limiting us. And I'll say that one thing that I've been really, really learning, and you can speak to this too, if it resonates, is the value of, kind. well, kind of what you just did, like your conference call with, with spirit and making what I heard you say is that even though it came from spirit, it's still, right? It's your it's your own inner wisdom that is that you're speaking with and that you saw the potential of this life experience of living out of your car, let's say. And believe it or not, you made a choice in that moment of nope, that's not going to be my story. And the reason that I think this is so valuable is I went the other direction. Like I went super committed to the poverty consciousness experience and I did live out of my car and I did live in homeless shelters and I did couch surf and I did, oh gosh, like all the things that we're afraid of. And maybe that was me to purge those fears and be like, okay, well, that's a part of life sometimes. But I think the bigger message was that I chose it even if it was unconscious, that there was still a part of me that lined up with those experiences, because it's like, I wanted to see what that felt like some weird, you know, part of me wanted to know what it felt like to be homeless. And it's, it's a fascinating journey. It really, really humbles the soul. But I love what you just said is that it's not a necessity, and that you can actually choose something else and that you can align yourself with experiences that are not quite so traumatic and not so harsh and the fact that you had that awareness right now is so huge because I think I would guarantee that that was the difference between where I was at then is I didn't think that I had a choice I just kind of had a story in my head of well this is where it's going and I followed that I followed it all the way but the thing that turned it around was choice. I remember sitting at a McDonald's one morning, having breakfast and like disconnected from everybody in my life, no money living at the homeless shelter. And I just, something woke up. I was like, I don't wanna do this anymore like, I can't even explain what it was like a new level of consciousness arrived. And it was just like a light switch went off. And I was like, all right, I'm done. Like with whatever this experience is, got it. Thank you. <laughs> and that was it. Never again, did I end up in any kind of state of that kind of uh, fear, or yeah, whatever that energy was. So my point is, is that we're constantly all making choices. And we were talking about this earlier of the, there's this thing called the divided mind where we have our energy uh, going this way and this way. And like sometimes the parts of us are in harmony and sometimes they're at war And we're the referee, we're the ones kind of smoothing all of that out and integrating. So a friend of mine had introduced this work to me, it's called existential kink. And I'm telling you guys, this is the most profound way to deal with your shadows that I have ever seen. I mean, this woman cracked the code, right? Of how do you integrate your shadow in a way that involves pleasure Like who knew that was even possible? Most shadow work is not pleasurable. (laughs) So if Mm -hmm. you don't mind sharing your experience with some of that work, I know that you've been having a lot of fun with it. I know it really set me free, but I think that's a resource that's out there that maybe not everybody is familiar with.
1: Yeah. I don't know how her work hasn't exploded like Brene Brown or, you know, like one, I I have no idea because it's so powerful Mm -hmm. and you're right. I feel like I, I read her book and something cracked open in me where none of the other shadow work ideas were like, you know, journal out all of your fears and then flip the statement and say, oh, I don't want to feel that way anymore. None of that ever worked. I know It worked a little bit. It kind of scratched the surface. It worked on a few things. I wasn't so... Deeply, you know, aligned with at my core, you know, Um, but it didn't work on a whole. And I'm like, I don't know. I must be doing something wrong. I don't know what's going on. And the idea of flipping that around and being like, well, it's not working because you love it. It's not working because you're part of your soul is having the best time right now, and it doesn't want to let go of this, you know, pattern our ego hates. Yeah, it wants to. Embrace it. It's excited. It loves living in a car. It loves that I love, oh my gosh, there's a sentence in the book that I'm just obsessed with. And it I can't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like that like juicy, delicious feeling of like um oh my gosh, what what was it? It was basically like dread of that impend or dread and impending doom that you feel in your gut. When you're like faced up against a wall of financial of financial crunch, like that feeling of like, am I going to be able to pay rent this month? Is like that impending doom feeling that we are obsessed with feeling because we love it at a certain level. And it's like when you think about it, it's so true, right? Like every single time you're faced with a situation like that, you get that feeling in your stomach, and it feels like the world is about to end. And there's a part of you that is obsessed with that feeling and gets off on it. And is like, this is the best thing ever. I'm having the greatest time. And your ego is like, Oh my God, this is the end of the world. I don't know why this is happening. The world hates me. I'm such a victim. And, (laughs) but it's, you're manifesting what you want. And that's really what a part of you wants. And I am just like, once I started viewing it like that, I'm like, how can I enjoy this feeling? A part of me is getting exactly what she wants. She loves this. Can I just be like, Hmm. This is kind of fun. Like, it's just like, I'm like thinking about it. And it's like, what's the difference between this feeling and me putting myself unconsciously in this situation versus someone who goes skydiving or someone who bungee jumps off a bridge. we are choosing to create that feeling. The feeling is the same. The feeling on a roller coaster when you're like, it's an intense roller coaster and you're going all over the place and it's the biggest drop in the world and like whatever, you put yourself on that roller coaster for the pure sense of enjoyment. Right. And therefore we're putting ourselves on this life roller coaster for that same exact sense. It's just not conscious. So we don't realize it. So we get upset about it.
0: Right, right. And we've had some fun conversations in the past about looking at our life and our reality through the lens of it being like a virtual reality video game right Mm -hmm. and when you think of it from that perspective you're like okay so if i'm this all commanding um all powerful being spiritual being how much fun would it be to go into this game of total limitations and just Mm -hmm. suffer (laughs) and go through the human experience and i think that the message that I received so deeply about what you're sharing about that set me free was seeking out the pleasure and all of the experiences and like loving that feeling of the impending doom and letting it be there and letting it integrate so that I'm no longer afraid of it. I'm friends with it. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, like, I'm guessing you probably are feeling a similar level of Fearlessness in some ways of like, oh, I can sit with those scary feelings. And you guys, that's all we're actually up against. There's nothing really out there. It's all here. Like, can we handle what's happening in our head? Can we handle what's happening in our heart? Can we physically handle what's happening in our nervous system? And so I think I think that's the work that you're called to because you have engaged in such an adventure of going through some of those extremes. And I think it makes you a powerful creator. So I know that this is only going to take you to bigger and better things. However, I do want to circle back to, okay, so that's the big picture, the spiritual point of view. But let's now talk to the human point of view, right? I also want to connect with people because... That's a temporary fix. That's a temporary high of like, okay, great. This is just a video game. It doesn't really matter. But then what do you do with the human part of you that is scared and that is worried and that is going through very real concerns and you have just constantly been this bright shining light to me of like it's gonna be fine. Like you're constantly figuring it out and you're constantly reinventing yourself. It's really fun to watch. So, for anybody who's listening that might be in that situation of not wanting to face their feelings of impending doom and not wanting to to move forward because of the fear, what advice would you have for them?
1: Um, for me, it was just playing with the what ifs. It was just imagining it was letting it go for long enough to say for the next like couple of minutes, what if I just played with the idea of letting it go? It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't, you know, like these fears are really real. Um, I am really scared. I don't know what's going to happen next. Um, but if there's one thing that I've always been really, able to do it's to tap into like my daydreamy nature of like I just loved as a kid. It was another thing I was doing. I was always staring out the window and daydreaming. Um being able to tap into my inner world and create something that doesn't reflect my reality. Like you know like something really beautiful inside and just kind of like hold on to that. Mm -hmm. So I was able to kind of translate that into um for a couple of minutes I'm just gonna let go of this fear. Um, I'm gonna like I sit with it. I should say I sit with it. I talk to it. I like, you know, I will, if I'm feeling intense, stomach cramping, you know, anxiety and fear based, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, you know, feelings, then I will sit on my pillow on my bed and I will just sit and feel it for a few minutes and just let it be. So I, I do start with that. But then I play with the idea of let's just accept that this is how I feel right now. But what if? What if it was a game? What if it was, you know, it, it was something I enjoyed? What What if I was actually enjoying this? Just for a couple of minutes, can I let go of my attachment to this anxiety? And can I feel a little bit freer? I view it as being uh, like entering into the space above. So I think of that as the um, like higher self space. I always envision my, my energy and my body like removing attachment to what's happening in my stomach and entering the space above so i imagine like the space above my head and i think of this as like my higher point of view and i go what if i could play up here for a minute and let go of that anxious attachment and instead play with some lighter concepts and it starts off being something that is like, you know, difficult to do. It's like, I I don't necessarily always want to do that. But I think I've been doing this work for such a long time right. that at this point in my spiritual journey, it's very it's it tends to be much easier where I'm able to really flip that switch and go directly into a state of what if and playing with different energies and whatnot at the beginning of my journey my healing journey it was much much more difficult it was like it it was like my my energy was so stagnant and like very tight in where you know where I was Mm -hmm. the ego had such a deep hold that it would have taken a lot more um Uh, a a lot more effort (laughs) Mm -hmm. to be able to let go for a few minutes and I want to acknowledge that and like respect that for everybody who's on their different stages in their journey right at the very beginning of a journey it's not going to be very easy and I totally want to you know validate that Um, but the more you are willing to do it and the more you just keep practicing and practicing and like playing with that energy, the easier and easier and easier it gets to get into this space above and stay there for longer um, to the point where it becomes a really easy transition between the two. And it's something I can do within a couple of minutes.
0: So one thing I'm feeling guided to is what are some of the like physical sensations and the thoughts that you have when you are in like the 3D and the fear, just in case it's interesting. Unless we've done this work, there's oftentimes that we don't even have awareness around that. We're so disconnected and we're so out of the realm of knowing what's even happening in the body. Could you share some of the thoughts that show up and some of the sensations so that if anybody's listening to this and they maybe have not spent the time to cultivate that awareness, what are some of the things that they could maybe relate to?
1: Yeah, so one thing I would say I would start my feelings start in my solar plexus, mm-hmm. and they are um, and in my sacral. So that's really where I feel the most constriction. So in my solar plexus, it will it will feel um, kind of like this. Uh, I want to say this really dense energy where it will feel like there's something like laying on my stomach, or like on my rib cage, almost like that that spot right below the rib cage. Um, And then if it's in the sacral center, it will feel like the best way to really describe it is like a bottomless black hole where it feels like like falling, like the sensation of falling that kind of the exact same sensation. You get the butterflies in your stomach, Mm -hmm. but on a very intense level, like the roller coaster drop is just dropping and dropping and dropping. And you're just like, you know, in that the thick of it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just like it won't go away. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think those are really the two places where I feel it the most um, when I'm when I'm able to really tap in and be like, okay, this is this is something that needs love and and care. This is, you know, this is fear Mm -hmm. Um, or or. you know any type of negative emotion anger Uh, anger is usually in the solar plexus too for me the fear is more in the stomach but yeah
0: oh interesting okay that's a great connection to think about like uh so anger essentially is our way of letting us know that boundaries are getting crossed and so solar plexus is also our source of power so it's almost the part of us that's like um no, you have the power to change this. So of course the body is going to speak. Oh, that's really cool. And then Mm -hmm. the fear and the creativity, how interesting is that, that that's where that sits in the body for you. I'm going to have to start paying attention more to where minds show up. I'm guessing they're probably fairly universal, right? As far as whatever blocks we might be feeling of Mm -hmm. where it resides in the body. And then what are some of the, so that's the language of the body, now the language of the mind. What are some of the thoughts that you find that are attached when those triggers are occurring?
1: Yeah. So I feel like I get really intense with um when when things happen, I'll start to kind of spiral and and, and, and this could be connected to being a Scorpio. I know this is a very Scorpio thing to do, but I, I'm sure um, you know, as well, there's so many um threads that, that interweave astrology with with the body and whatnot. So this is for other signs as well, I'm sure. Um, but where I will like re re anger myself over something and I'll just kind of like rehash it over and over, like out loud, and I'll just get myself really worked up. Um, and so it'll be the spinning thoughts of just lit. and then it, it kind of like, it starts with one person and then I'll be, I'll start feeling the anger of other people, other things that have been happened to me, um, T- five ten years ago mm-hmm. and I'll just kind of start re- it'll it'll bring and like bubble up all of this like kind of dormant anger that I'll kind of just start like spiraling about and just really like working myself up again and like feeling like I'm re- right back in that argument or in an argument with someone mm-hmm. who has wronged me um otherwise uh, the the fear-based version is to really like I just get kind of Hold into these feelings of dread and like imagining just the absolute worst and like just feeling like oh my god oh my god oh my god and I, I can feel it in my head where it's like danger 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 like and it's just this like racing thought of like um yeah just like w- we're not safe we're not safe we're, we're gonna die Um, and it will always, it'll be connected to these visions of like worst case scenarios happening and like all of these dreadful thoughts that are connected to what might happen. Um, and it just kind of becomes a spiral where I can't stop thinking about it. And it drags me down further and further and further, um, until I, I'm able to find a way to like, you know, reconnect back to the body and see what she needs, um, and pull myself back up, um, and really kind of like you have to soothe those thoughts i found there's a big difference between we don't want to think about that that's the worst case scenario we need to be positive like let's think about the best case scenario because we're going to manifest the worst and i hear you i you know i feel you i understand what do we need to do so we can foot you know we can re realign back with feeling centered and grounded right now maybe not even thinking about the best case scenario simply just hearing those thoughts, because those thoughts are trying to get your attention. The more we try to stifle them, the louder they get, because they need to be heard and they need to be loved. It's like the inner child who's like crying and asking for help, right? And asking for you to love her. And you're like, shut up. And she's just going to cry louder, right? Because she needs to be soothed. (laughs) And so we have to just sometimes it's just as is I want to say I don't want to say easy, but as simple as listening and hearing and saying i understand i love you we will find a way through this like we're, i don't know what that's going to look like i have no idea i'm open to all solutions yeah. but in this moment right here i am
0: sitting here i am safe
1: yeah i am
0: i'm okay that's amazing and this is something it's such a perfect connection to something that i discovered <laughs> recently that was really hilarious really going through the vein of what you just shared, and it's so big. So when you were saying the whole screaming child, and then the conditioning to say shut up, that is a bigger problem than we really understand. And what I'm starting to realize is that voice will never shut up until we allow it to self express. And what was so fascinating to me, this all just clicked maybe a month ago. And I was on this coaching call with, I had hired somebody to coach me and it was so hilarious. Emma, I, my inner victim showed up on that call. I don't know why she was wanting to be heard and maybe she wanted a mommy or a sister, somebody to take care of her. And that's who started speaking on the call was my victim. And it was so funny because I'm like, where did that come from? I don't usually show up like that. And the, the girl was so cool about it. She was like, okay, I'm hearing a lot of shadow. And so she was bringing my attention to that I was showing up that way, not shaming me, which was so cool. But I got off the call and I felt... Awful. I cannot believe I just paid somebody to turn it myself into a victim and complain and whine. And I'm like, what was that all about? And it took me a few days to get it that that was supposed to happen because that's the one piece of me that I have not integrated. I have been getting, trying to get rid of my victim and been like, shut up. You stay in the closet. I don't want to hear anything from you. And what's so interesting is I. Think, Unfortunately, the spiritual community has actually created a culture around abandoning the victim and shaming and guilting the victim. And I'm like, I think we're missing something here. Because if our victim is the powerless part of us, then being in a dual reality universe, that means that that our victim is connected to the limitless, powerful part of us. And if we are not willing to talk to this part, we have no access to this one since they're so Mm -hmm. connected. And I don't know, something in me changed. I, I remember even feeling triggered by other people's victims, mostly family members. I couldn't understand why I was so reactive to their victims. And I was like, oh, wait, our victims were victimized, you guys. They do have a right to feel the way that they feel. And I'm telling you, I have tried for decades to get rid of her. (laughs) Thinking that that was the game. And I just realized that is not the game. You'll never win that one. And instead it's doing what Emma was just sharing. That it's about embracing that part of us and giving that part of us a voice. And they will find a way to speak whether we like it or not, right? So we may as well do it consciously and actually get some guidance from them because I think what they actually are is our voice of what we want and need.
1: Mm -hmm. I, I love that. I love that because I feel like this space in my life is happening for a few reasons. One, redirection and two, really like all of the, all of the channeling that I'm doing right now really is just showing that this is a space of a, this is like quantum lead time where all of this needs to be stripped away so that I can build endless faith in myself and in the trust of, you know, in miracles and magic happening. um, And the fact that anything is possible and it has to be sh- really strong, solid faith in that, but also to accept that I am a person who will experience this many times. And I've kind of, I've started really playing in the realm of there is not going to be a time where I'm just like, I've got it. Like, I've got this all figured out. I just saw Melissa Wood um, posted about how she's working with a coach right now because she feels confused and she's not sure where she's going. And like, she's really working through some stuff and it's like, oh my gosh, she has a million, multi-million dollar brand. She's been on like, you know, eight, uh, good Morning America, and like she has all of this stuff, and she's still feeling like she doesn't know where she's going. She's built a team of like twenty five people, and she's still like, I-, I don't really know if I'm living up to my potential. I don't know if I can do this. Like this is not going to end. And being okay, and being like in love with the fact that I need to be able to sit there across from someone, especially for me right now. I think my biggest mirror is dating because I'm dating so much, and and I'm really it's a way that the universe is using to bless me in so many different ways and to show me that I'm cared for. It's also a way to, to become so confident and comfortable where like yesterday I was on a date and I was just like, I have learned to accept that. I don't know where I'm going right now. I don't know what the end path is. And that has to be okay. Mm-hmm. I've always felt this intense pressure especially when it comes to dating to have it figured out. Men want, you know, they don't want a project or someone with potential that someone who is going to be dating and want a family. They want a woman who has their career path, who is, you know, killing it, who is, you know, on a trajectory, who's got her stuff figured out. And I really had to dig really deep as to where that thought process was coming from and to also just make such and I'm, I'm still in the process of doing this. I'm still kind of in the mix of it in the, in the, you know, figuring it out, but becoming so in love with myself to the part where I can freely say, I am not, you know, complete, I don't have a trajectory. I don't have it all figured out. I don't know what's coming next and that's okay. I'm not a mess. I'm just a person. And this yeah. is just my life path. And I will always find myself in situations where I don't know what's next. And I need a partner who can hold so much space and trust me to make the right decisions to follow my gut and to, you know, to support me along that path. And with full acceptance of that's just who I am. And that's okay. There's nothing to be ashamed of when we are. I, I don't know. I think especially as business owners, we feel like if we don't have, you know, the metrics to show that we made $1 million. We grew 350% over last year or last quarter. And we've got 17 clients that we have on a waiting list. And we've got all these things. We're like, well, then I feel like we feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have it all figured out or that we don't deserve an amazing life, or I feel like a liability. I feel like why would anyone want to be in a relationship with me? I'm a mess. Like I don't have anything figured out. And it's like, well, that's, that's the life path. That's the beauty of it. And whoever is meant to love you will love you for who you are trusting you to make your good decisions and they will love that aspect of you Mm -hmm. be super honest be open be like yeah this is it I don't have to come up with some really creative interesting bio for myself Uh, to try to explain why you should be on a date with me and I'm not a failure (laughs) (laughs)
0: love it wow seriously as I'm listening to you all I see is power like raw, vulnerable power. This is what it looks like to be an entrepreneur, you guys. We never know what we're doing. That is the illusion. And the reason for it is because being an entrepreneur and a creator and a business owner requires us to continually learn. We're constantly expanding. The second we think we know what we're doing, the next thing shows up of like, you gotta figure this out. You gotta figure that out. That's just the nature of growth. And so I know we're wrapping up here in just a little bit, but I do, like, I just appreciate you so much for everything that you share. And I'm just listening and like, all of these aha moments, like you really are very dialed into this journey and I'm excited for where it's gonna take you. And I think it does require a willingness to be a failure, a willingness to be a mess, a willingness to be afraid and like a willingness to not not be so attached to the illusion of security because it's just an illusion. So anybody who's listening to this, maybe they have not yet identified themselves as an entrepreneur, but they're listening to you and they're like, this girl is making so much sense. This is resonating. First off, what are some of the signs that you think would let somebody know that this is part of their DNA where, cause I don't, I don't honestly think that. A true entrepreneur has the option of working a nine to five. I think it is so soul sucking that they can't do it, especially now because we're living in a time that we're needing conscious entrepreneurs to be on the rise. And it's just off of the sidelines time to get in the game, guys. So what should they like what could they check off? Like, what are some of the symptoms of being an entrepreneur so that they can start to really connect with that identity for themselves?
1: Well, I feel like I can speak for myself anyway, and say that like for me, when I embarked on this journey, it was really like I was spending time in jobs where I was not valued. Um, and where I but I could not stop. I knew that I was putting myself at risk, sharing what was what I, was in my heart. Um, I knew that I was going to risk getting fired over not tolerating the BS that was happening in the job and speaking out and being the person, the squeaky wheel, the person that wouldn't shut up about like, you are a terrible leader, like, you know, in the nicest way possible, trying to be like, this isn't working guys, your people aren't happy, you know, this, and to be the voice for everyone I'm like, you're you know this is happening this is happening this is happening people aren't feeling fulfilled people aren't feeling excited what are we doing about it and not letting go of that Mm -hmm. and I it always ended up getting me fired or like me ended up I ended up leaving because I got so fed up and frustrated I was like nobody's listening to me nothing is changing this is stupid and I think I always connected to 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 that like role Mm -hmm. I have no idea if anything ever changed after I left but I like to think that maybe I did Um, but I think that that is a big sign of like, when, when you are willing to put a job in jeopardy because of what you believe in, in your values, um, then that's a huge sign of you are actually the person who should be the leader and you should, you're the person who should be, you know, running the ship because you know what it's like to be in those bad positions. You know what it's like to be treated like that, but also you have this constant pull to be, you know, creating something or like seeing, writing what you're seeing that's wrong. And you can't do that if you're in a career path uh, that you're not being respected and valued and no one's listening to you and your, your talents are being wasted essentially, but your soul knows that. And it's constantly pushing you to do these things that it might look different for everybody, but you're constantly feeling pushed to go against the grain and it's putting you in positions of jeopardy in a nine to five constantly, then that's a huge, like to me, sign that you're meant to walk your own path. Um, And the other thing that I would say for me, that was like really important was um, paying attention to what my value structure was. Like what, what are my value, my pillars of value Um, where, I want my life to be? What do I want that to look like? And is there any job out there that I could do that would create those that life for me? And there wasn't there wasn't any option for me out there to have the type of freedom and income that I in my soul know is meant for me. And so I started looking into, you know, other avenues, how do I create this life that my soul knows she wants. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people thrive in structure and in like, you know, positions of being able to be told what to do. And that's really, you know, they can't go off and do their own thing. But I homeschooled myself. Um, You know, my parents gave me the books and the teacher, like the, the, my book and the teacher book. And they were like, figure it out. And I did. And I sat down every day and I made it happen. Like, those types of things show, you you know, you're driven, you're self motivated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you are those types of people Or I'm not a, a Virgo or anything. I don't, I don't do the, the structured path so much, but when you're capable of sitting down and committing to something and walking yourself through it, mm-hmm. those are another, you know, signs that you're meant to walk your own path. And I just think it's this burning desire inside of you. Like if you start tapping into what you truly want and you just let your subconscious free journal and you just kind of like, let it go. And you just write and write and write, um, until, you know, you've tapped out of your conscious mind and now you're just kind of like journaling. You don't even know what you're saying at that point. Yeah. Um, you can really get to the bottom of like, what is it that my soul wants? Mm-hmm. If I strip away everything, everybody's told me I'm supposed to be doing. And then you can kind of, you know, go from there and see what happens. Sometimes it is really just you, you need a better leader. Um, You know, you need someone who respects you more. And other times it's, you have the passion and and purpose and and desire to pave your own trail and be a trailblazer. Yes,
0: exactly. It's almost like whatever you wish existed, the reason you wish it is because you're meant to create it. (laughs) So Yes, I love it. And so now I want if people are feeling really, really inspired now, which I'm guessing they are, and they want to learn more about you, they want to work with you, where first of all, where can they find you? And once they reach you and connect with you, what are the things that you're offering? Yeah,
1: so you can find me. I have two Instagrams. I have just me living my life, where you can just kind of get inspired by my everyday stuff. And and I do tarot card readings and oracle card readings for, um, you know the the like eclipses and the full moons and the new moons. And um, so that's xo Emma Gabrielle on Instagram. And then my media portfolio for experiences and travel and like places to um, explore is Emma Gabrielle Media. So um, those are kind of the two places you can go to find me um, and get inspired to either get out in the world and and explore and see new things or, you know, tap into your heart and be inspired to live an amazing life. Um, And then also I have emmagabrielle.net is my website where I have a virtual cookbook from um, the days of me exploring. I still add to it all the time. It's just a passion project of mine. So um, there's, it's called the Vibrance Protocol. So it's a basically like a California fusion, healthy living, healthy ingredients that still taste Amazing, <laughs> um, and then you'll also find my uh, media portfolio there too, because I'm like a—I do brand magic. I'm a brand enchantress, so I work um, with brands to help them just shine their magic into the world. Be that through media production, um, a lot of social media content, um, photography, but also through just strategy. To yeah. see like how you can take your brand to the next level and become more authentic in ways that you can reach a wider audience or do more epic stuff that will increase people wanting to be around you. Like yeah. fun ideas of ways to connect with your community. So
0: yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. And I'm gonna check out your media one. I didn't know that you had that one, but I'll also post all of the links in the show notes below so you guys can find her easily. And I will say you're Your style and your aesthetics are so stunning that I can only imagine where all of this is going. And then even learning, I know we didn't get a chance to talk much about it today, but learning about your passion for food and the traveling and the aesthetics and the culture. And I'm like, wow, this is all going to turn into something so exquisite. And thank God that you've been set free to pursue this next step, because I'm telling you, anybody who is on that verge of shedding the old and you're on that ledge and you're feeling the fear, I'm going through something similar right now myself to just trust it, that it is taking you exactly to where you need to go. And Emma already gave you the secrets of how to manage the process because you guys, there is nothing out there to fear. There isn't, it's literally, can we manage our what's in here, what's in here and what's in here, right? If we can handle those things and we're able to dream, we can manifest whatever it is that we got sent to earth to do. And that's what, that's the mission that we're on. So let's do that together. And if you need support, reach out to Emma. She's fantastic. Like I said, we worked together for about a year and a half and I just absolutely adore this girl. And before we part ways, is there any last words, any last inspiration to anybody who is pursuing the creator experiment and saying yes to becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, I feel like I think the the message that just comes through is that you are so safe and divinely held, like you are held by the divine, you are going to be okay. Things are going to be, it's going to be a wild ride and like, you know, being very okay with that, just acceptance of the fact that things are going to go all kinds of wonky. Um, they are going to be very different probably than you imagined and you envisioned. And if your manifestations aren't coming true, if you continue to set goals and you're not reaching them and you're wondering what's going on and why is the universe against you and why aren't things happening? I think there are two veins to look at. The one that we talked about existential kink where, you know, what could potentially be what, you know, a part of us that is kind of manifesting these Uh, things unconsciously, but also looking into really tapping into having those conference calls with source, because sometimes it's not you. Sometimes the universe is putting you through trials and tests because that's what's necessary to get you to the next level. And it has to happen. Otherwise, it would not be, you know, what you imagined. It's either keeping you safe from something that you think is perfect, but it's really not, or it's helping you become the person you need to be to get to the next level. And either way, All of this is happening for your good, whether it's you manifesting something you don't love and it actually being something your unconscious is obsessed with, or it's the universe putting you through trials. All of it is something that is for you and something that you can feel safe in as it's all happening, because nothing is going to happen to you that you cannot turn into gold eventually. It might not happen immediately, but all of it is something that is going to lead into to gold in the future and really leaning into that as the only ultimate truth and everything else kind of being an illusion that's malleable and, 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 you know, always fluid, always changing is so important to me right now. And I could see how that would be really, you know, really important to, to others to just remember that and tap into that and connect with that part of you that finding a way to have just deep intense trust in the universe. I do want to just share and I know we're on video um this card that I pulled one time I was I was crying on the floor and I was just like I felt so alone and helpless and scared and I felt like I had no control over what was happening and I felt so like it was me against the world and I wasn't strong enough to handle it and I just broke down because I pulled this card um, I was begging the universe to please like show me some support. I was scared, um, which is so human, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've kept it on my altar ever since because it's been such a powerful, um, like visual. Um, the card itself, like the the meaning behind the card wasn't really it. Um, but the visual itself was so powerful of like the universe standing over us and we're, we might have our head down. We might be crying. We might be like freaking out, but this is what's behind us. Even if we can't see it is this powerful force that is always one arm over us, guiding us and, and sheltering us from whatever is happening so that we can trust in our ability to be able to move through and have, you know, a, a safe journey. Because we are protected, even if the outside, like our, our physical world, we don't feel like there's anyone we can reach out to. There's no one we can talk to. We're afraid and we feel completely isolated from everyone. There is still this, this is, and it, that's all we need. And that comes from within wow. and from our spirit guides around us supporting us. And so um I just thought that was something that I don't know. I kept staring at it through this whole thing and I was like I feel like I have to share
0: oh gosh just the second I saw it I thought of this quote that I can't remember who said it but it was a woman who was really changing the game for us you know 20-30 years ago she said she walked into a boardroom full of men and she said this prayer of I stand as one but I come as 10,000 right of like there's so much support. Like there's so much guidance. And as soon as I saw that, my heart just exploded. Cause I'm like, yes, (laughs) that is exactly what it is that we're connected to and that we're not on this journey alone by any means. And just to touch on the vein of isolation is there's so much beauty in it too. There's like so much that we receive when we're willing to just disconnect and shed and let it all go. And when you are ready to reconnect, reach out to people like Emma, reach out to people like me, reach out to people that are on that journey and willing to be very self-expressive of what that journey is like, the realities of it, not just the glamour. And you'll be surprised at what you're capable of. This is pretty incredible. So We'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, Thank you so much, Emma. This was so fantastic. Gosh, we didn't really even get to cover some of your life plot points because everything that was coming out of your mouth was just so good. And I'm like, oh, this is really fun to actually get a chance to witness you on a whole new level. We've never had this kind of conversation before where I've really gotten to receive your downloads. And you are a powerful woman, so I am so excited to see what's around the corner for you. It's going to be exactly what you want, and I, I want to make sure that everybody understands the value of want, is that if letting go of the should part, that chapter of our lives is coming to a close, and it really is about stepping into what does our heart desire, what lights us up, and to follow that and to trust it. So
1: yeah. thank you so much for having me. I absolutely cannot wait to eventually do like a, you know, follow up and, you know, new place. But I think Ooh. you're so right. I think This is so important to talk about, because I think we see a lot of people who are just like, you know, if you're not out there speaking your truth, then you're never going to succeed or, or blah, blah, blah. Like the, there's a lot of like intense energy, I think, in the entrepreneur space As far as like, you're holding yourself back and you're, you know, you're your own problem and all this. And sometimes I think it's important to have, you know, that, that uh, alternating opinion of like being through all of the valleys and the peaks, every single one of those people goes through valleys and peaks and they're all growing and they're all learning. And that intense energy is not necessarily the truth and the only truth. So being easier and more loving with ourselves as we go through these things, because it's not always glitz and glamour. Like you said, sometimes it's, it's just absolute like chaos (laughs) and being in love with the glitz and the glamour and in love with the chaos is
0: the magic. I think. I agree, and I think that is the divine feminine power that's coming online is making room for all of it, making room for the victim and the powerful part of us, and integrating the two of them. So that's definitely a journey I'm stepping into, and I'm seeing whoa, there's so much freedom in what what is coming. So I'm really excited to yes, I would love to do a reconnection maybe six months down the road and see where we both are. And I'm so grateful that we both got to connect at this point of our journey too, because I know we're moving through the same things. So hearing everything that you had to share today was so valuable. I know that the audience is going to get so much out of this. So just thank you again so much for spending your Saturday afternoon with us. And if any of you out there, uh, have a transformation story of any of the experiment topics, then I invite you to reach out to me. My email is in the description box below. I would love to have you on the show and share your story as well. Otherwise, thanks so much for spending your time with us today. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.